Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Welcome back to the Corner of Truth and Courage. You're listening to Fortress of Faith. This is Tom Wallace. Well, I've got a lot of things I want to cover with you today, and I'm going to jump in at the Middle East. Very big thing just happened out there. Prime Minister Mohammed Shatia resigned as the Prime Minister for the Palestinian Authority. And why did he do it? He did it amid pressure from both the United States and Saudi Arabia, the Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, has been saying for quite some time that if we are going to have peace in the area, we need Israel to do a few things. But one of the things that they realize is that the Palestinian Authority has to be altered. And so now international pressure, not really from America, believe you me, Biden doesn't have this authority. The crown prince of Saudi Arabia does. They are eager of bringing peace into the region. This is what I've been talking about for the last couple of months of what's moving on in the area. So let's give a little bit of background here of on what's just happening there. And I think where this is possibly moving. Okay. And, and, and this really is big that the prime minister of the Palestinian authority has resigned. They operate their government, their so-called pseudo government of the Palestinian authority in Ramallah, which is six miles North of Jerusalem. Abbas Mahmoud Abbas is the actual leader of the party and the prime minister governs for him to step down is a huge shakeup in the government. And let me tell you what they're, where they're trying to lead with this. They're trying to prepare for what would be the future for Gaza. I mean, who's going to step in, in Gaza. Now the West bank, the Palestinian authority is primarily governed by Fatah. The Fatah government or the Fatah uh, political party was started by probably the most famous Palestinian that you know. When I ask people this, name one Palestinian, just name one. And the only one that they can name here in America that what we would know is, uh, of course, Yasser Arafat. And guess where he was born? He wasn't even born there. He was born in Egypt. He's an Egyptian. Okay. Like many of these so-called Palestinians, they weren't even born there. Now, the new generations have been the last, uh, you know, 40, 50 years. But prior to that, when they started uh, developing under uh, the, the British mandate, the whole idea of calling Arabs Palestinians, they weren't born there. They were they came in from other uh, parts of of the region to create a Arab so-called presence there in Israel, or what was going to become Israel. And so uh, Yasser Arafat started the PLO, then it became the uh, the Palestinian Authority. But the ruling party of that is Fatah. Fatah used to run Gaza, but in 2015, they had an election, and Hamas won. And the next year when they were going to have elections, Hamas killed all their opposition, everyone that was with Fatah was executed. So, yeah, it's fair to say that the West Bank doesn't trust what's going on in Gaza. 
but we're trying to, the international community is trying to create a government for the Palestinians. And in doing so, they have forced him to step down. Again, let me go back to my, let's go back to history. What went, what happened here a few months ago? The, the menace of the Middle East, as I've been talking about, is Iran. I mean, nobody in the Middle East likes Iran. First of all, they're Shiites. And so they've got some problems within their religious dogma. The Shiites hate, especially Saudi Arabia, the Sunnis there. Why? Because they are guardians of the holiest sites of Islam. And the Shiites up in Iran are very very fundamentalist. I like using the word fundamentalist because that means that they're following the fundamentals of their faith. How do you follow the fundamentals of your faith? You take what the scriptures and what the prophet said literally, and you live it. And um, I do that as a Christian. I'm a fundamentalist. I am happy to describe myself as a fundamentalist. Now, I had a preacher friend (laughs) from another denomination and he and I would play golf from time to time. And, uh, and he said, you know what, Tom, you surely you can be described as a fundamentalist. You know, I like the fun part. It's the demental part that bothers me. You know, he meant that as a joke at me. And, uh, um, but, uh, I'm a fundamentalist when it comes to Christianity. So what does that mean? I take what the scriptures, the Holy Bible says and what God, uh, uh, told me to do and live. And I live it passionately. I try to adapt every part of my life and every part of my thinking according to the word of God. Well, the Shiites up in Iran, that's who they are. That makes them militant because that's what Muhammad commanded and commanded his uh, his faithful to do. So if you're going to be a faithful Muslim, you're going to practice this. Now, there have been those who've tried to moderate the religion and say, well, let's leave all the militant stuff in the 7th century and just teach the peaceful stuff. And uh, so that's what's been going on in the Arab nations. They're trying to get rid of the fundamentalism because it's brought them nothing but grief. It's just brought them uh, terrorism and jihadism, and it's um, created a bad mark on their um, – no one wants to go to the region because they don't feel safe. And so the Arabs are interested in saying, listen, let's have peace. Let's stamp out this fundamentalism. Uh, Al-Isi in Egypt – fired 55,000 clerics, had them all thrown out of their mosque and replaced them with moderate ones because the, you know, the majority of the country was engulfed by fundamentalism of the Muslim Brotherhood. And they jailed them, uh, many of the leaders of the Muslim Brotherhood, and banned them. And many of them found refuge over in Turkey, which is concerning that Turkey has taken them in, but that's, that's what's happened. And um, but you know, Egypt doesn't want them. Uh, Jordan doesn't want them. And now um, uh, Saudi Arabia is following this same uh, same route. Now, the United Arab Emirates, they've done this a long time ago. Uh, Qatar, uh, they're not doing it. They are kind of giving a home to uh, to these uh, fundamentalists. I'll be concerned. Uh, I think we'll be growing concerned about um, about. Um, Qatar, Oman, uh, they're a poor state, but they want peace. They want, uh, uh, now you get to Yemen. Yemen, certainly, that is a, a Shiite country. They're along with the fundamentalists out of Iran, and, uh, and they're a proxy group with the Houthis over there. 
And then the Palestinians. Well, the majority of the Palestinians in Gaza and in the West Bank are fundamentalists. They are aligned a lot with the same doctrines that the uh, Shiites uh, of Iran uh, hold to. And what do they want? They want the utter destruction of Israel. Well, in a way, the Arabs want the Jews out of there, but not for the same reasons. Not for the same reasons that the Shiites do, that the people from Iran. So um, because there was rumors that Saudi Arabia was about to sign the Abraham Accords, and they were, this was getting close. Uh, But the one sticking point was the Palestinian Authority. That, and, but Israel cannot influence a change there. They don't have that power or the influence, but Saudi Arabia does. And, um, and so um, Iran saw that the, you know, that the Arab nations are moving to have peace with Israel with the Abraham Accords that President Trump brought to the table because every nation that signed it have experienced great uh, economic benefits by doing so. And they're afraid others are going to go, and especially if Saudi Arabia does. If Saudi Arabia joins it, it's game over because Egypt will sign it. Jordan will sign it. Um, and then many of Oman and, and others will, like a domino effect, will jump in with the peace agreement. That's why October 7th attack happened when it did, because they had to scuttle this movement that was going on with the Saudis. Isn't it interesting that none of the other Arab nations attacked Israel when Israel went into Gaza? Iran, I believe, was banking on that. They felt, listen, this will trigger a war in the region. All the Arabs will get in there if if Israel goes into Gaza, but no one did. Now there's been, yeah, they've had their condemnations and they've rattled their sabers, but no one uh, has attacked Israel for going into Gaza. And Iran didn't, ex- you know, they didn't expect that. They they thought this would trigger the war. Now, why do the Iranians want that? Because they take the, the view, their doctrines on eschatology works this way. Um, they believe that once the war with Israel gets started, then the promised Mahdi will come. That will trigger the coming of the Mahdi, the war that will destroy Israel. That's what Iran wants to create. They want to create a war with Israel, thus triggering the coming of the Mahdi. And so that's why they're anxious for it. And when America is weak, I think they see that there's an opportunity under this president, under Biden, and their days, their their time is uh, getting near because if we have an election here in the states that votes in President Trump to come back to power, that time limit will be ended. So, what what are we seeing happening here in the Middle East right now? We're 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 at a very critical moment in the chess game, and this move of Mohammed Shastia stepping down, the prime minister of the Palestinian Authority stepping down was a move that is what uh, the Saudi uh, government wants, what the um, what MES wants, 
the, the crown prince, Muhammad uh, Ben Salman, what he desires in order to see a change there. And if they can get a change in the government of the Palestinian Authority. Now, if they can get that, that that's what they're aiming at. Now, who? Who could step in to try to govern the mess of the Palestinians and Gaza? I have no idea. That that one there, I'm completely, I have, I, not even the foggiest guess in that. But I tell you, it's a significant move of the Palestinian leader, of the prime minister to step down from his position that the influence of Saudi Arabia was able to reach in there and bring this about. What will happen next? I am watching with bated breath and uh, I'm, you know, I don't know, you know, probably like you, we, we, we don't know. And I think we over here in America, we don't know much less those in the Middle East. But um, one thing is probably going to be for sure when this war is over with Gaza uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, who I think is a world-class statesman, a great leader for the government, he'll take uh, he'll have to fall on his sword for the uh, the the hostages that he was not able to get back in uh, back home. Uh, there's tremendous um, pressure he's under uh, by his own people there in in, in Israel, and um, and so I, I think we're going to see him stepping away from government after this is over. I think that I can say with a pretty with a pretty uh, good surety. All right, well, that's going to be it for today. Thank you for joining us here today at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.